live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Ramsey personality and best-selling author Dr. John Deloney. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. All right, let's start off with Amanda in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hey, Amanda, are you guys getting like crazy rain down there? Yeah, yeah, that's so crazy. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Thanks Thank for, you so much for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for calling. I literally just saw that on the news. I think it was last night. Yeah. And it was like, you guys are like getting flooded and stuff. It's crazy. Oh, it's been wild. I uh. live in Fort Lauderdale and it, it happens quite often up here. Actually, all the schools got canceled, but I work in Miami-Dade, so I actually have to travel to work today. Oh my gosh, well, be careful. Okay. Yeah. Be safe. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, how, I'm okay though. I got I got through it. All the, the flooding wasn't too bad getting here. So. Okay, good, 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 good. How can we help? So um, I am I am ready to attack my student loans. I have seventy six thousand dollars in student loans, unfortunately, but um, I'm ready to attack them. I'm a new listener for you guys, and so I'm ready for that gazelle intensity. But I have a, a car lease sitting in my way, and I wanted your advice today as to kind of how to get out of it. So. Here's my numbers for you guys. I have the 76,000 in student loans. I have $19,000 in savings. Um, I have 30K in my 401K. I make about $3,700 a month. And I leased a Camry three years ago. It's a $28,000 car. Um, And my lease is up in, I think, about five days, actually. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's almost done. Okay. Yeah. So I have a couple options here. I can... I can pay the car off with the money that I have in my savings account, but that would pretty much put me almost down to zero. Yeah. Um, and keep the car pretty much for the rest of its life, right? Which mm-hmm. is which is um, going to be the rest of your life because Camrys go on for eternity. <laughs> right. That's what I've heard. So I was excited about that. But um, then my secondary option is to get out of that car and just buy, you know, what, what you guys call a little banger, just something under yeah. 10000 and then the rest of my savings, I go ahead and put that towards my student loans and then keep paying those off. Um, what's the, what's the payoff happen. amount? Yeah, what's the payoff? It's 18K. Okay, how much could you sell it for? Do you know? if you Did you Kelly Blue Book it, see its value? Yeah, yeah. It looks to be worth from like 24 to 25. Okay. And, and you I could have buy, 11K you could, into it. Yeah, you have 11K into it. You could buy it at 18 and you like it? Yeah. I do. It's a great car. Yeah. I think I would buy it. I know. There's a part of me that would just go ahead and just do it because it still has great value. I mean, like for what you could sell it for, you could buy. Yeah. I almost would buy it. And then could Flip you turn it. around and sell it? I could. Yeah, I could. I, I, I guess I'd make a little bit of money off of it and then I can use that to help buy, you know, a, a cheaper car. Yeah. Um, you, you tell me you, you drive from Fort Lauderdale to Miami-Dade. How, how far is that drive every day? Yeah, it's about 35 miles, actually. I'm an athletic trainer at high school. You, okay. shout, you shouted out an AT earlier. That was awesome. But I'm um, right. Hey, hold on. I'm right, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, I, I drive I drive kind of far. It's, you know, 45-minute 40, drive to work and home. So yeah. About 60, 70 miles a day. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a part. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking turn around and sell it. Buy it out. Sell it. You'll bank 6K. Put some of your nineteen thousand with that, and go get a used Toyota Camry and, or whatever it may be, because um, mm-hmm. you could actually um, make some of that money back, which is great. Um, yeah. 
But I'm also not mad at you. If you go just pay cash for this, you've driven it, you love it, it works for you. You'll have this car for the next decade if yeah. you take care of it. And okay. I wouldn't be mad at that either. Okay. And then just go after my student loans with, you know, I'm, I'm looking into getting another job yeah. um, to really supplement my income to try to attack that 76 because I know it's, it's a big amount for yeah. one person. One weird thing that I've heard people do when they have a commute like you have is to potentially do Lyft or Uber on the way to work. Another way home. Oh, and so you're oh, already so like driving. You're already driving this thirty miles, and you might get somebody to the airport and back, or you might be able, be able to leave thirty minutes early and end up not adding a lot to your life um, yeah. time wise. But you can knock yeah. out some drives that way. Yeah, because awesome. you're you're making probably is it what thirty six thirty seven thousand a year? Is that what you said? Thirty five hundred uh, well, a month. I make thirty seven hundred dollars. Thirty-seven hundred a month. Okay. My, my my pay is kind of weird because I do get stipends twice a year, but I don't really count that into my yeah salary because it, I don't get it every two weeks. Right. Okay. So that's so. your take home pay. So yeah, you're probably at about forty-five annually. So yeah, I would up your income though, Amanda, because you're gonna have to attack this seventy-six um, yeah. pretty aggressively. So if there's things that you can do at night, whether it's something even creative, like what John was saying with Uber. Um, do Saturday lifestyle. and Sunday coaching. I mean, uh, for yeah. these kids who love <laughs> like <laughs> like uh, private uh, private lessons for these kids who are going to be NFL stars someday oh or ice skating stars yeah, someday. I, I actually am looking into an online uh, professor job because I have my master's degree. So perfect, oh, cool. perfect. That'd be incredible. That's awesome. Well, so. yeah, that's great. Yeah, so great. Oh well, we're excited for you, Amanda. I think you you have the right uh, gumption in your voice. I feel like we can hear people's tone even in their call and you can tell the people they're like okay i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready um so yep that's awesome thanks thanks for the call amanda up next we have lloyd in boise hey lloyd welcome to the show hi um so i'm calling in because uh i'm trying to figure out the best decision to make um basically my wife and i were about to pay off our house and um, we have like thirty eight thousand left on it and we have Enough in the bank. We're just saving to so our emergency fund doesn't fund doesn't just tank out. Basically. Yeah. So uh, we'll have it paid off in like two or three months, something like that. It's awesome. Um, once I get the house paid off, um, I'm trying to look at some options. So my employer, they will do. They have uh, 401k and they have Roth, and they do, both I can do 15% into. Um, that's a lot. 30% is a lot yeah. to take out of my take home pay. Yeah. What we're wanting to do is save for our next house because I don't want to have any more loans basically. Um, and so I'm thinking it'll take two or three years to come up with 150, um, basically. So I'm wanting to know kind of, should we invest? Like, I know I want to invest in the retirement account. Um, I don't know if I should invest now, um, but I'm wondering if I should invest into just a mutual fund that we can then take out two, three years from now. For the house specifically? Yeah, for the house specifically, or if we should just put it into savings. Yeah, if it's going to be that short term, if you're really going to use the money in two years, I think a good high-yield savings is, is a great option just to put it for short term. I don't know if I would put it in the market for just two years i just feel like it's kind of volatile with the market you really want to write it out i mean you could do like a vanguard account that'd be in the s&p 
like an index fund, but I don't even know if I would do that, Lloyd. For two years, I probably would just let it sit in a high yield. I'm doing yield. the exact thing, and I'm putting in high yield. Yeah, so that's what I mean. That's what I would do, just to give you some options. And you're not trying to time the market or something weird. If you need the money and it is a dip, and you're having to kind of figure it out, it's just nice just to have the cash. Uh, if it was five years or something, four or five years, we could make could talk about something different. But for you guys, yeah, if it's one to two years, I would just do a high yield savings to put to save for the next house, which is exciting. Thanks for the call. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Uh, John, this article on Reddit, well, it wasn't an article, it was a dad on Reddit. And I'm going to assume it was real. I'm assuming it's real. Let's of course, just, of let's course. Just well, it's, on, it's up people.com. Um, dad on Reddit. So, oh, they did. Okay, so they, yeah. they actually like probably so confirmed that. That's on good. my show, we have a segment called Am I the Problem? Right? Yeah. Um, and so this is kind of a great Am I the Problem? Is this me? Right? Am I the issue uh, here? Am I what's wrong here? Go for it. Uh, so a dad and his daughter are no longer speaking after he refused to give her thousands of dollars for her wedding. According to the post on Reddit, the dad, who remains anonymous, shared that his daughter asked him for $200,000 to plan her dream destination wedding in New Zealand. So that's not thousands of dollars. <laughs> hundreds so of thousands, thousands of dollars. Not tens of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. My daughter is getting married and wishes to have a destination wedding, and I told her no. My wife feels like I should do it because we can afford it, but I find it to be pointless showing off wealth. Now my daughter's not speaking to me, nor is my wife. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, which got me thinking, should I bite the bullet and essentially burn the money and alienate my family members to make my daughter's dream wedding a reality? It has over 4,000 comments there on the situation on Reddit. Oh, man. (laughs) What do you think? Man. Okay, the only like 2% of me that would be like, all right, come on, dad, <laughs> is if he was a billionaire and it was 0.001% of it, you know, and he's just like, ah, I don't want to, I would, I would not not speak to him, but I would be like, come on, dad. We but that is, that is 0.00001% of the population that that would even be him. So I'm assuming that's probably not him. I don't think, I don't know if a billionaire would be on Reddit talking about this <laughs> well but e- but even like so i think about like my kids when- and, and i'm saying even if you're a billionaire your daughter should not not speak to you because of this either of, oh, of course. but i could see it being frustrating i'm like dad you have billions of dollars but but i could even see it the other way where he's saying i i don't want to if, if i have a billion dollars i don't want to flaunt my wealth in the face of my other family members that can't afford to come on this trip. Yes. Right? Can't yes. afford to fly to New Zealand and spend a week. No, it's insane. It's insane. And so, I, dude, I am team... Team dad. Dad, 1,000%. Because <laughs> that means $200,000. $200,000. Uh, 
And uh, you know who the, the real villain here in this is? The mom. Mom. Come I on, think. mom. I think. And the <laughs> bratty daughter. Could you imagine not speaking to your dad because he didn't give you $200,000? That's where I'm like, they have to be somewhat level of something, right? They should, They have to have some level of money. For oh, this to well, even he, said, be he a, said, I can afford it. To but be even it's be a, a pointless showing of wealth. Yep. This is just me waving a flag around the world that look how rich okay, I am. Okay, here, I'm going to continue to play as devil's advocate because we all know the okay. uh, the, the common sense yes. response to this is what everyone is thinking. That that's insane. That's insane. Correct. Would it be at all understandable? Again, the whole not speaking thing, I don't like. But would it be weird if he like, well, it's his money, so I guess he can do it. I'm just saying like if he flaunts and he does whatever he wants and he's like, nope, not going to help, not going to. Like, could there be frustration if he's like, I'm not going to flaunt my wealth? And she's like, dad. What, are you kidding me? Look at you. You have a well, it, you I, have a two hundred thousand dollar watch on your wrist, and you have a whatever, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get that. But it says down here further. I told her I would pay for the. I'm wedding. not saying this is their situation. Right, right, I don't no. think. It but is. he said I told her I would pay for it. I never agreed to pay for destination. So it sounds like she oh. came to him and said, "Daddy, are you going to pay for my wedding?" And he goes, "I love you, baby. You got it." And mom was like, "Yay!" And they got together, and they're like, "Hey, let's. I know we could do. Let's go to New Zealand." And okay, so do you think it's a different story if he says, I'm going to give you a $200,000 budget? And she's like, perfect, I'm going to take that money and go to New Zealand for my destination wedding. I think at that point she can go wherever she wants. And then he says, no, you're not, you can't. That's right, yes. That's a different story if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to figure out all the scenarios because it's on Reddit. And so I'm like, how many angles can we find out of this story? I think you're being very, very generous. No, I know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. But man, yeah. <sighs> and he and says tomorrow like, I'm gonna make phone calls and price a wedding in New York. It'd be for about 100 to 200 people. Oh yeah, which is still gonna be 50 to 75 for 100 oh, grand. Oh easy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh yeah. Right? No that's. Oh yeah. Still for sure. Be a for sure. For sure. I just am like I guess there are people out there that would not s- speak to their dad or their parent and their wa- and his wife because they didn't get what they wanted out of it. Right. Like. It, it, other I mean, issues? for me, it just like, all works together. It's like, if you're going to ask for a $200,000 destination New Zealand wedding that's going to alienate your friends and family <laughs> and just be a way to show the world, look at my Instagram photos. Yes, yes. That's probably also a family where if you don't get your way, you don't talk to dad. You and your mom and you... goes, yeah. And she mm-hmm. doesn't talk to husband either. Yeah. And a guy who's trying to do the right thing and be a good steward of his resources and also not alienate family and friends. Because everyone's going to have to buy plane tickets to go to New Zealand. That's what that's what he says here. Yeah. Yes. So it's not like you're paying for everyone to go. You're making them pay an insane amount of money to come. Yeah. Lots of principles here, y'all. Lots of principles. Here's principle number one. Oh my gosh. Don't be an idiot. Don't be. Principle number two. To the, da- to the daughter and the wife. Don't be. Like, I'm taking my ball and going home. <laughs> Come on, dude. <sighs> well, I should try that out on Dave. You should. <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> I'm not going to speak to you. <laughs> no, I think it'd be cool if you got him to say, like, hey, he's in on something. Hey, Dave, me and Winston are, like, struggling. Can Would you help us out? Sure, Rachel, anything. Okay, cool. Here's what we're struggling on. Um, <laughs> we're going to do Christmas on the moon, and uh, it's $400,000. And you can for sure afford it. And if you can't, I'm never and if you're not going to do that, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done here. Just the way you say it. Oh I'm my done. gosh. Oh my, my father gosh. is ridiculous. I wanted to come in on a zebra in New Zealand. So sad. All right. Austin, maybe you can save us and put us back into reality. He can't. Austin from Kansas City, you're up next. Thanks for calling.
Hi, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Would you not speak to your parents, Austin, if they refused to give you a $200,000 wedding? (laughs) I think I probably would speak to them. (laughs) I think that's good. We're on the right track. How can we help, Austin? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so my partner um, is struggling with some finances, and, and, and we're trying our best to get her out of it. Um, she's about $45,000 in student loan debt and has about 6000 in credit card debt. Um, and, well, we've been chipping away at it, I guess, kind of. And we're, we're one, I guess, wondering the best way to do that. And, and two, she's in a career that is kind of, uh, you kind of need to go to a master's degree for, and we're wondering if, if she should just go into more debt to get the master's degree or if she should work a little bit first and get it paid down. Yeah. What is Let's, she, what is she doing? What's her career? It's psychology. Okay. What does she want to do? Um, some sort of probably social work, um, something that you would need a master's degree most likely. Okay. How old are you guys? I don't think she totally knows yet either. We're, I'm 24. She's 23. Okay, cool. I would recommend that she get a job as a residence hall director at a university and move in to a residence hall and they will pay her housing and they will also pay her room and board or some degree. They'll give her a salary and they'll get a significant discount on graduate school. And she wants to be a social worker or a mental health professional. She'll get to live with a room with a building full of people of all different places from all different walks of life with all different types of challenges. And she will learn what caseloads are. She'll learn what going to the hospital is. She'll learn what suicidal ideation. She'll learn it all and they'll pay for it. That's what I would recommend if she was my friend. That's right. what I told her to do. Okay. Ta-da. Do not, do no. not, do not borrow money to go. Cause be she's a- going to end up in six figures of debt, Austin, not knowing what she wants right. to do, possibly working at a job, making 45 making a year. 45 I mean, a year. the ROI doesn't make sense. Don't and the fact that she doesn't know what she wants to do, I wouldn't go get a master's while I'm just buying time and waiting. I would, I would go get real life experience. Now, if she's really serious about it, I would go exact. I would do exactly what John is saying, which may make her okay. very uncomfortable because it's not an ideal in that scenario, right? You're not just living the life you want and doing whatever. You're working. You're you're it's, living it's hard, hard and you're work. yeah, and you're working. Um, but Austin too, I would be I would be um, not uh, cautious. Maybe a strong. Don't word. pay her debt off if you're not married to her. Don't. But yeah, no, don't do that. And also making sure that she's aware of why she's six thousand dollars in credit card debt and why debt is still an option for her to go into as well. So there's some of these things, and you may want it more for her, Austin, than she wants for herself. So these are conversations you guys. Just need to have and be thinking about. But no, do not go deeper into debt for a master's degree on something we don't know what we want to do. And don't go into debt, period. So there's some sacrifices there on a situation you can do with John laid out. And that's what we would recommend. Thanks for the call. Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who wanna take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org budget. That's chministries.org budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Christmas is, gosh, it 
feels like it's almost here. I know we still have Thanksgiving, but it just always feels like Christmas it's is just coming, sneaking like, up. It's so wild. All our decorations are up. Are you? Cruise household. Oh yeah, uh, I love we, we, it. The Delonies like to focus on gratitude for a minute. Oh, that's nice. Unlike you guys, unlike you don't want joy. Oh, here we go. And peace. Wow. No, we like to, to just say world. thank you to the world before we just like give me, and give me, give jingle me. Jingle bells. Ugh. Do you Come like on. the little drummer boy? The worst song ever written in the history of humanity. <sighs> love it. Yep. Really? Oh yeah. I can just see you I sitting in front I of like your fire, just going <laughs> pum 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 pum. No, 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 no. It's not Little Drummer Boy I like. Uh, it's... Um, Who Let the Dogs Out? Nope. It's the same one with the little boy. There's a... Um, oh, shoot. A little boy. Oh, do you, can you hear what I hear? Oh, you, that's a good do song. Do you hear what I hear? That's, that's what I was song. thinking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Speaking but of a Christmas... a song where the main instrument's a snare drum, it's never going to work. <laughs> never good. It's never going to work. Except well, at James Church. That's how y'all roll. All right, so go ahead. Ramsey. The Ramsey Cash Giveaway is here, which means you can buy as many songs on iTunes as you want if you win <laughs> one of our $500 weekly prizes or the grand prize of $5,000. So you can enter every single day at RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. So again, you guys are giving away $500 a month. I mean, $500 a week and a grand prize of $5,000. Also, make sure to do your Christmas shopping at RamseySolutions.com slash store because we have a huge $12 sale going on. This is the books, The Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, Own Your Past and Change Your Future, Love Your Life, Not Theirs, Own Yourself, Own Your Money. There's so much there. And even the questions for humans cards. Uh, the Christmas edition is back. It sold out last year. But you can get all these cards as low as $10 right now. So again, any meaningful gift to give this Christmas, some gift, Christmas gift ideas, go to RamseySolutions.com slash store and check out our sale. Up next, we have Lucy. Oh, over the pond in London, England. She's hey. in the sky with diamonds. What's up, Lucy? Hey, Lucy. Oh, hi there. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I am of so glad. What time is it over there right now? Um, it's about 20 to 9. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's an evening listen right now for you, Lucy. So glad that you called in. How can we help? Um, so I initially thought I needed guidance on money advice. I'm going through a long and tricky divorce. Mm. Um, um, but I think, and it has been a long time trying to get divorced and arguing and just yeah, it's kind of unraveled me, okay. um, but I think what, I'm sorry, my throat is like, my no. heart is in my, my throat. No, you're yeah, good, no, you're um, good, you're good. But I think what I actually need guidance with is how to make, have more confidence with decisions to know that um, however the divorce works out, I'll be okay. Mm. Sure. Um, oh, man. What? I'm so sorry that you're going through this. What 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 are the the arguments about? Oh gosh, the divorce settlement. Uh, well, everything, everything really. Um, but it's. Um, he told me he wanted a divorce two years ago, um, and we have been been back and forward for two years. Um, we did go through, and I don't know if you have the same thing, mediation. Sure. Um, yeah. It's non legally binding. And we went through a process and we, we came to a decision at the start of the year. We came to a compromise position. And he's like upturned, overturned that now. He wants everything different. Mm. Um, and he's become quite, well, I've seen a different side to him, you know, very controlling. Sure. And mm. he's a bully, it turns out. So do you have, an, do you have an attorney or a barrister? Do you have somebody representing you right now? 
I had a solicitor. Um, I was struggling with the legal costs. Um, okay. It was more than my take-home pay. Um, yeah, um, and we hadn't, we weren't making any progress. So, um, I basically the advice I had from my solicitor was just like my lawyer, just just you know go to court. Um, because what I think we're arguing about the the law is on my side more. Sure, but I don't know. It's mostly his pensions we're having. He's really frustrated about. It. He's he's uh, been in the military for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and he has a very good pension. I followed him around like an idiot. Yeah, you gave um, up. You gave up your life, mm-hmm. and you made sure yeah. his bills were paid and his clothes were cleaned and his house was done. And so you were you were a kids were half raised, of that. That's right. You were a co contributor to that house. Absolutely. Times in fifteen years. Yes. So, so my he, career is in the you know, in the trash. Of course. Mm. And so whenever you ask the question, like, I just need to think about the emotional part of, am I going to be okay? There's a math problem there. Like, Mm. am I going to be okay financially? Will I be able to pay my bills? Right. And so Mm. it's Mm -hmm. easy for me to say here, all the way on the other side of the world, um, in a Mm. home right now that has a stable marriage. But I tell my the, the women that I talk to all the time, please, if you can, don't let a loudmouth goofball on the mm-hmm. other side, let the court work for you mm-hmm. as best as it can, mm-hmm. okay? You're entitled to that. That's the law of the land. And you, like you said, you gave up everything to co-create this house with him. And so a lot of people will file for divorce thinking, oh, I can just pretend that didn't happen. And they imagine their life financially um, socially, they imagine their life is the exact same, just you're not in it. And that's just not how that works. So I would implore you to not walk away from it, but to, to go to court. I don't exactly know the divorce proceedings in your in your court system in England, but um, I would really uh, um, hope you would do that and take care of yourself, not just the exhausted you right now, but the you five years and 10 years and 20 years mm-hmm. from now. Okay, that's number one. Number two, okay. it is surreal to be sitting in a room with somebody or in a building, especially if you're in mediation and they're going back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. You you created a home together. Mm-hmm. Y'all created kids together. Y'all held each other as you held your newborn. And suddenly this person's going to war against you? Because exactly, and so I want you to. Here's how I get through those moments. I know my limitations, and my limitations are this: I can't. I don't make rational choices when I do that by myself. When I get really emotional, I don't. So I always have people that walk alongside me. I I I even use this language. I outsource that that in those moments, and I've got a couple of men that I trust that walk with me, and I say, "Hey, is this a good deal?" Because my wife really wants to buy this house. I don't feel good about it. And they'll say, John, buy the house. And so I trust them. Or they'll say, dude, I love your wife too, but don't buy that house. And I trust them. And so I would tell you, you have people that you pay. You've got professionals that do this. You've got the, the court system. I would get one or two girlfriends that you can trust, that you can say everything to, all the scary things you're feeling, all that stuff. So your body knows you're not doing this alone. And it's not going to make the math problem any easier. It's not going to make the divorce any less surreal, but your body will have a little bit more peace because it knows you're going through this thing not by yourself. That makes sense. Is that fair? Do you have that, Lucy? Yeah, Do you have some good friends in your life? Um, 
I do have some friends. They're not local. Um, I do have like friendly people local, mm-hmm. but um, do, do you have a couple of friendly locals that you could say, "Hey, um, I want to yeah. take you to coffee or to tea if you're over if you're over the pond, and let's go get some tea <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, tea, yeah. and I need someone to walk through with me through a really heavy season. Would you be willing to do that for me? Um, I feel I just feel such a burden, and, and so because it's been going on for so long, mm-hmm. um, to like be just this emotional wreck all the time. I mm. do, I do have a couple of really good friends. Um, Give them. You're not. I hey, listen, listen. I'm going to say this as directly as I can, honey. You are not a burden. Let them love you. Let them love you. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want to, let them have the opportunity to say, ah, I really don't want to love you like that right now. One of the greatest gifts, I, one of the greatest honors I feel, and I know Rachel's the same way, is when one, somebody that we care about and love reaches out and says, can you help me? Golly, dude. There are a few honors more powerful than that. But reach out and talk to somebody. And yes, I think you got to go to court. You've been messing around on the edges with this for two years. You've been trying to do the right thing. And he has proven that he is not interested in doing the right thing. He's interested in beating you, Mm -hmm. defeating you. We're done with that. We're going to get the courts involved so we can get this thing settled and moved on. You're not a burden, my friend. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. So it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Albert in San Antonio, Texas. Hey, Albert. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? Yes. Uh, my wife retired uh, this last year, and I'm probably going to retire about another year. And we have about 1.3, 1.4 million in, in investments. Nice. Hey, Albert, can you be a huge favor? Can you speak right into your phone for me? Yes. Is that better? Much better. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Uh, my name is Albert. We, my wife retired last year, and I'm going to retire in about a year. We have about one, 1.3 in investments. We're debt free, including the house. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, we kind of been normal. We had a car payments up till about two years ago, two car payments. But we finally we just dug in and paid up. But all our that's the only thing we we owed is the cars at the house. So we got rid of that in the last two years. But uh, we're talking to a financial advisor right now to see what's best. We want to we have most of it in, in a four hundred k, and some of it in in annuities and some of it in stock. But he's he's thinking about just taking all of it and just putting in a Roth IRAs and just giving him the full amount. I was wondering if that's like a safe idea or is that a good idea or should I or be more diversified? Do you guys do you guys have a Roth already or just the four hundred one k? Just for uh, mostly four hundred one k. We're thinking about putting it all to a Roth. Switching it all to the Roth. Yeah. Um, what would the tax implications be? Did they tell you? Well, because no, if it's... they didn't tell us. Since we're going to put it all, we don't have to pay any taxes on it because we're we're going to pull it out of the four hundred one k and just put it all back into a Roth. And roll it to the Roth, right? But when you withdraw, though, and you move it to the Roth, usually if it's not a traditional IRA, there's going to be taxes that's paid. Yeah, they usually charge a fee. Uh, I know they charge a fee, for, but since we're here to move our million, they're waiving the fee. They didn't say that we have to pay any taxes. Okay. Uh, this is a lot of money, Albert, and so this is why I'm just cautious of just giving you a two-minute radio answer because this is your this is y'all's retirement that you're that you're talking about here. Uh, how did you find your financial advisor? I'm just curious. 
Uh, just uh, they it's the same person that uh, few other people at work use. They they they've been as they charge they've been using this one person. It's it's a bank. It's a large bank. Here's what I don't like about it. Um, and I'll tell you when, you, when you're talking about diversification, I can't tell if there, there's one question that is, should I move all of this and begin to do it back to a Roth and roll it that way? That's one question. The other question was, you've got an annuity over here and some stocks over here. I would do my best to get out of those. So that isn't the diversification I'm looking for. The diversification would come inside of your retirement funds, Right. So here, here that, that, those are two different questions. Here's my underlying problem with the person you've picked. They're treating you like you're dumb. And they're saying, just give me all of your money. I'll take care of it. And the reason I don't like that is, A, I'm not dumb. I just don't know about this particular thing. And B, I want someone with the heart of a teacher who, if they're going to move something or do something, they're going to explain why. So my financial advisor will call me and say, hey, I want to recommend that we move this particular fund over to this fund and here's why and here's the impact on you. It's your money. It's your call. I'll support whatever you want to do. That's different than, ah, just give it to me. I'll handle it. Yeah, did you know, they, they, did, they kind of explained it to me that they're going to invest and it's going to be in so many, you know, the, whatever they listen, they show me, this is where we're going to put your money at. We're going to put it in. 50% here, 50% here, you know. Yeah, but did they tell you Different mutual why. funds? Was it yeah, mutual yeah. funds? Mm, I don't think mutual funds was one of them. Okay. So what we recommend when it comes to retirement specifically are four types of mutual funds. So there's interna- an, mm-hmm. a growth, aggressive growth, growth in income and international. So what John's saying is right, that with inside of that Roth, inside the 401k that you have, the way that your money's divided up is diversifying within different types of mutual funds. And so that's what we teach at Ramsey. So that's why I almost would just recommend, Albert, that you, if you hang on the line, Austin will pick up and help get you in contact with one of our SmartVestor pros because I would just want a second opinion on all of this because I... Something doesn't smell right. Well, and yeah, and you guys then at that point would have to do, a, yeah, it would have to be a backdoor Roth because of the amount because you guys don't qualify for a traditional Roth IRA. I don't know if they want to do traditional and then, I mean, like I, yeah. I, I honestly, Albert, I just feel comfortable you sitting down with somebody getting a second opinion because if they're asking for all of this money, I just want to make sure that I have two to three to four options that then you and your wife can sit down and look versus just going to this one guy because two other friends you know went to him. So and, and, these are big decisions. And again, the tax implications and all of this is really big too. What you pull out, what you roll things over to. Now, if you roll it over to a traditional IRA, at that point, we do tell people to do that when they leave their jobs to move their 401k over. I mean, there's different things like that. The tax, yeah. But again, I would just double, double check on all of that because I don't want you hit with a huge tax bill and not expecting it. And by the way, just so people listening know, Rachel uses SmartVestor Pro. I use SmartVestor Pro. Dave, like this is just what we do with our, our family's money. And so it's not like it's, uh, we all drive Hondas and we're telling you to drive a, Toyota. Right. This is what yeah. we do with yeah. our, our money too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for the call, Albert. Up next, we have Antoinette in Sacramento, California. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for calling. How can we help? Um, I, me and my husband are at the end of paying off the remaining of our debt. And I just kind of want awesome. some advice on how to move forward because we have four homes and we're kind of, uh, we friendly banter about which home should we pay off first, which way should we move. And so I just kind of wanted some advice on what, what you guys think. Are these like 
homes that you guys just live in? Are they rentals? What what are they? So I, we have one primary home and three rentals. And three rentals, okay. Um, yeah. Okay, how much is owed on the three rentals? Okay, so on... Um, the first rent, well, I mean, gets to the map. So, on um, my husband came to the marriage. We got married uh, three, two years ago. So, uh, we just combined it. We just got together a year ago and we combined all of our stuff. This is why we're going back and forth about the home. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, on my home, <laughs> on my home that I came into the marriage with, um, I have 296000 left on it, and that's here in California. Okay. How much um, would that be worth his, now? Yes. Uh, so, my home currently is worth 631000 Whoa. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, on his home in North Carolina, he has one that's worth a hundred. Or sorry, that he owes a hundred and or we owe a hundred and ninety-eight thousand on. Okay. And um, that home currently is worth uh, two hundred and ninety-eight thousand. Okay. And then on the second, on the third home in North Carolina, also we owe a hundred and thirty-five thousand on that one, and that home is currently worth two hundred and eighty-two thousand. Two eighty-two. Okay. Um, where, where are y'all living? Are y'all in Sacramento? We're living in Cal. Yes, yes. And is that where your house is? The first one that That, you're talking about? That is where, yes. And then the home that we bought last year that we're living in right now is also here. Okay, perfect. Okay. Um, I could probably tell you what I would do. Mm -hmm. I would sell both in North Carolina. Uh, I don't want to be along. Can I tell you the ties first? Do I? We have three children. I have one child. He has two children. And both of us, like I bought my home to for my son for, for him later. And he bought his two homes, one for each of his daughters. So that's kind of where our emotional ties are. Like we really don't want to sell our home. I know, but you can't afford them. Kids. We can't afford them? No. You took. You didn't buy them. You took out mortgages on them. You wrote a so note so the bank would give them, them. Do what? <laughs> the renters are paying for it in its entirety. I, here's uh, none the deal. of you, our money goes into the home. I'm sorry, go ahead. You have a chance to be compl- start this new marriage completely free. Mm-hmm. No house payment. No payments to anybody in the world. No stress. Let me ask you this. Would y'all just decide to buy a rental property in Maryland and, and manage it that way? No. And no. are your kids going to be moving to North Carolina? His two daughters are in North Carolina. They do live in North Carolina. And my son lives in California with us. Are they staying in those homes? That when they get older, probably. That's where <laughs> okay. See, we Antoinette, here's, here, can I tell you, hey, okay, yeah, oh, shoot, yeah. I, we're out of time. Okay, here's here's the thing. Your heart in it is so good, Antoinette. So good. But the way that it's being progressed, you're putting these expectations on your kids that they're going to want this home versus saying, hey, we're, we have $200,000 to help you with your down payment or whatever, whatever. Instead of a house, we actually have cash to help you. Maybe you look into something like that versus forcing these homes on them that you guys, to John's point, are continuing to be long-distance landlords in, and it's not, I, I don't like it. So I would sell the two in North Carolina. I'd pay off the one in California. You guys ride off, ride off into the sunset with some great money and houses and figure out how to help your kids after that. This is The Ramsey Show.